Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Thanks for tuning in to the podcast on this weekend. It's a special edition we do. Some interviews we put together from the radio show during the week, but really good ones I don't want you to miss, especially those viewers and listeners to the podcast channel only. These are super important. To find out where you can hear the Dan Bongino radio show near you, just go to Bongino.com, click on Station Finder, and find a local radio station there. But before we get to our first interview, let me get to one of our sponsors. We really appreciate their time. With cyber attacks on the rise, protecting your data security is more important than ever. So why is Congress considering a law that puts your data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? The Durbin Marshall credit card bill shifts billions in consumer spending to less secure payment networks, all so that corporate megastores can make bigger profits. Don't let Durbin Marshall steal your data. Visit handsoffmyrewards.com security and tell your senators to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Paid for by Electronic Payments Coalition. First up today, we talked to the great Dinesh D'Souza about his critically important new movie, 2000 Mules, about 2020 election fraud. On the eve of its release, we chatted with him. Don't miss this interview. Check this out. Okay, I want to get right to this interview because I was at uh, Mar-a-Lago the other night for uh, uh, the premiere of the movie 2000 Mules, which I have seen. 2,000 Mules by Dinesh D'Souza. I want to welcome Dinesh back to the show. Uh, Dinesh, uh, thanks for taking the time with us. We appreciate it. Hey, Dan. Delighted to be on with you. Now, one of the things I want to note, Dinesh, is you were not a guy after the election, as you've noted many times, who immediately commented on the status of the election, whether there was fraud. You were waiting for some evidence to see some evidence. Um, I saw the film, 2,000 Mules, and the people who saw the film at Mar-a-Lago uh, we're stunned. I mean, jaws dropping people at the end who even might have been skeptical about a lot of these claims, especially, you know, Kraken claims and other stuff walked out of there. And uh, I noticed even the fact checkers have said nothing but uh, it's flawed, which is a way of saying we don't agree with the conclusion, although you're probably right. Dinesh, outline the film, what you found, uh, because it really should change every American's opinion on what happened in 2020. Well, until now, we have um, mainly heard in the connection with election fraud, we've heard about anomalies and we've heard about episodic fraud. But I think it's fair to say that no one has demonstrated coordinated, systematic fraud in the key states that decided the election. This is really where this election intelligence group called True the Vote comes in. I partnered with them. And what they did was they bought this cell phone geo-tracking data. It's data that monitors the movements of cell phones. Uh, and they bought the data for October 1, the early voting, through the election. And they set a high bar. They said, we're looking for mules. A mule is basically a paid ballot trafficker, somebody who's paid normally by a left-wing organization to uh, deliver fraudulent votes into a mail-in drop box. We're looking for mules, but we're going to set the bar at 10 drop boxes or more. This way, we won't catch all of them but we'll catch the worst offenders uh, because there's no innocent explanation for any cell phone to be at 10 different drop boxes, let alone in the middle of the night. And so this is where the movie's title comes from because running a search algorithm uh, through this data, this 10 trillion pings of data, we've identified more than 2,000 mules who were delivering these fraudulent votes in Arizona, in Georgia, in, in Wisconsin, 
uh, in Michigan and in Pennsylvania. And the, and the fraud is of such a magnitude that it's quite enough to flip the election from Biden to Trump. This is stunning. Folks, I, I, I can't say enough about this movie. It's tenacious without my movie. I'm not in the movie. I'm telling you, I've seen it. Uh, really, it is like clockwork orange, eyes open. It is going to blow your mind. 2,000 mules. Dinesh, couple of questions. I've been following the left-wing media's response, uh, which has been interesting. They don't know what to do. I think there's a fear going on here that if they cover the movie, people will actually see the evidence and be stunned. So what they do is they have to preface it by putting all kinds of subtext in there, uh, promoting conspiracy theories. Uh, what you're promoting is not a theory. It's not theoretical. You have the actual evidence of the mules using GPS tracking. And one of their responses I've noticed has been, well, the analysis is flawed because it uses GPS data, which I find odd, Dinesh, because we use GPS data in combat to target people for death, too. Maybe we should tell the military this stuff isn't precise because this is a real national security threat. Am I missing something? Well, they're talking about the accuracy of geo-tracking like circa 2008, because we all remember the old GPS, which was not all that accurate. But GPS has become much more accurate. And cell phone tracking is accurate between 12 and 18 inches. Cell phone tracking can easily tell the difference (laughs) between someone stopping at a drop-by mailbox or walking past a mailbox. And so when you have people like PolitiFact and AP, they're talking about maybe this was cab drivers driving by the mailbox. Maybe this was election workers. I mean, election workers in hoodies at the 3.57 a.m. in the morning, coming with a backpack and dumping ballots. You can see them doing it on the video, wearing gloves so as not to leave fingerprints on the ballots and taking photos of the ballots going in the box so they can get paid. I mean, how do you explain all that? Dinesh, I think you just nailed it. The video, folks, when you see the film, you're going to 2,000 mules, 2,000 mules. Mark, hold time in your weekend for this. When you see that he has film footage, film footage of these mules doing this. Who Now, Dinesh, again, I'm just, forgive me, I'm just playing devil's eye. We do have some liberal listeners who are looking for any reason to believe that this stuff is, uh, you know, all heresy and nonsense. Is there any reason you can possibly think of for someone to approach a ballot box and deposit a bunch of items at three o'clock in the morning? Again, is there any possible reason that would occur? No. And see, True the Vote anticipated these kinds of objections, because, look, let's say that they had run a search algorithm for someone who went to two drop boxes. Now, there's no reason to go to two. You can only if you're taking even even if you're taking three of your family members ballots, you can drop them in a single box. You don't need to go to another one. But some guy's going to come forward and say, well, you know, I dropped my ballot off at a drop box. I was walking by the second drop box. I just had to tie my shoelace. So I stopped there for five minutes. So to eliminate all this nonsense. Through the vote said, let's set the bar at 10 drop boxes because there is no innocent reason to go to 10 or more. And you have meals going to 20, 30, 40 in Philadelphia. The average was like 50 drop boxes per mule. So, no, there is no innocent explanation. And moreover, this can't be spontaneous. This has to be organized. Remember, the mules don't come up with their own ballots. They collect their ballots from far left organizations that are deeply embedded in cities like Atlanta and Detroit and Milwaukee. So it's these left wing nonprofits that are conjuring up the fake ballots and then hiring the mules to do this illicit operation, generally between 1 and 4 a.m. in the morning. 
Now, Dinesh, another question asked often by, um, you know, liberal moonbats is, well, you know, maybe they were just carrying the ballot for for grandma. And I, I mean, I, I know I know it sounds ridiculous, but how do you res- respond to those types of claims? Hey, it was just it's it just their mom's ballot they were delivering. Well, first of all, we're talking about we're talking about a total of 400,000 ballots that are trafficked by just our 2000 mules. And by the way, I do want to make a key distinction between vote harvesting, which is permitted to a very limited degree. In Georgia, for example, you can give your ballot to a family member. And if you're confined in the facility, you can give it to a caregiver. And that's it. You can't give it to anyone else. California's laws are more liberal. You can actually give your ballot to anyone. But even in California, you can't pay them to drop off your ballot. And so when you have this mule operation and you can see, I mean, this is where the video is critical. If it was just the cell phone data, you would know nothing about the identity of the mules. The truth of it is we know a lot about the mules. We have their cell phone IDs. We know that a lot of them are Antifa and BLM types. Now, how do we know this? This was a kind of a genius move by True the Vote. There is an international organization called ACLID that monitors the cell phones of all violent rioters around the world. And there were race, there were riots in, in Atlanta in the aftermath of the George Floyd business. And so those, so what True the Vote did is they took the cell phone uh, data on the mules and matched it against the ACLID data on the rioters. And guess what? There's a pretty big overlap. A whole bunch of mules show up in the violent riots. In the, so you can tell the ideology of the mules. You can tell where the Democrats and the leftists are hiring them. No, this is not, this is not people dropping off the, the ballots of family members. This is a paid illegal operation being run by the left and by the Democrats. Folks, we're talking to Dinesh D'Souza about his new film, 2000 Mules. Again, can't emphasize this enough. This is as eye-opening a movie about corruption in our election process about anything involving corruption in government, as you will ever see. Dinesh, um, did, the, did the, the leftists who perpetrated this, uh, these, these illicit acts, did they just think they weren't going to get caught? I mean, they're, they're clearly not dumb. I mean, this was an organized effort to do this, but they had to know that there were cameras uh, running at these ballot box locations. Uh, I mean, I, again, I've seen the movie. Uh, it, it's not even, a, you know, some of them appear to be, acting a little furtively, but some of them just don't care at all. They walk up, dump the ballots and walk away. Did they not know or just not care that there were cameras there? What, uh, what, what, what's your hypothesis on that? You know, my, my thought on that, Dan, is that the Democrats have been doing this on a smaller scale since the middle of the 19th century. I mean, think back to Tammany Hall. The Democrats are the party of voter fraud. They've specialized in it. You'd have immigrants coming off the boat, looking around, not knowing where they were. Here's a couple of Democrats with ballots. Hey, listen, sign here. We'll fill it out. Here's, you know, here's a couple of dollars to go get a bottle of liquor or go see my friend Joe. He'll give you a job at the dock. So they've been doing this for a long time. What happened in 2020 was the rules changed. Suddenly, absentee ballots and mail-in ballots, which were previously a relatively small part of the election, now become the norm. Suddenly, these mail-in ballot boxes start mushrooming all over the place, paid for, by the way, by Mark Zuckerberg and others. And so the fraudsters go, you know what? This is our moment of opportunity. We can take the fraud and ramp it up 50-fold or 100-fold, and that's exactly what they did. We're talking to Dinesh D'Souza about his new film, 2000 Mules. The website, 2000mules.com. 2000, the number, 2000mules.com. Folks, melt those servers right now. Melt them down. 
I will, by the way, Dinesh, when you get out, just so you know, I will be doing a thorough promotion, including the trailer, about where they can find this. So have no fear. I will make sure everybody knows. My last question for you, you've been generous with your time. So, Dinesh, I'm getting the question a lot uh, from a lot of folks who watched the trailers, some saw the film. They're saying, okay, Dan, well, what do we do about it? Now, I get it. You're not running for office. You're exposing a problem. But I think the answers here are really quite simple. We're going to have to, even with fraud existing, somehow overcome it and win an election. It's not going to be easy in a lot of swing places, but we, I'm, not, I'm not forfeiting anything. right? And we're going to have to get rid of this. We're going to have to go back to an election day with some semblance of normalcy. These ballot boxes are clearly uncontrollable. The idea of mass mail and balloting is absurd. We understand our military and people who are infirmed, but this is just ridiculous. And it's obviously, based on your film, just openly inviting fraud on a mass scale. I agree, but I would go even further because many people have said to me, Dinesh, you're, you're not, you know, you made this movie as a truth-telling enterprise, and we got to make sure it doesn't happen again. And that was kind of my view going into this. But I've come more and more to start thinking about, you know, if this happened at the scale that we're talking about, I mean, it's unprecedented in American history. And you have to go back to 1960. Maybe JFK beat Kennedy because of some votes in Cook County, Illinois, but that's one place. The idea that you've had this systematic fraud that is of such a large volume that it, it far exceeds the difference between Trump and Biden in these five key states. I mean, then we're in constitutionally uncharted territory. In other words, the Constitution says that the electors meet, both houses of Congress ratify, the president is inaugurated, but the Constitution doesn't even contemplate what happens if it comes out later, that the guy sitting in the White House is kind of a usurper and got there because of fraud. I mean, should he be allowed to have the results of the fraud? If, if so, why did they take away Lance Armstrong's medals? Why didn't they just say, let's just fix the Tour de France next time so nobody can cheat? So I think the issues here are huge, and I like people to sort of digest them before we plot out the way ahead. It's not simply a matter of let's move on. In some ways, we have to face what happened in 2020 so that we can move on. Yeah, it's a good point, Dinesh, but I think you said the key terms here. I think where we get into this kind of, you know, Stephen King-like mist is, you know, it's constitutionally uncharted territory. I Believe me, I agree with you 1,000%. I can't possibly agree with you more. But I think that the, the founders didn't think of this is really disturbing because you're right. You know, what is the answer? You know, and, and all of them are complicated. You're not incorrect at all, but um, interesting. And um, you know what? We have a, we take questions from the audience later. I'll, you call in, folks, 844-484-3872. I'd like to hear what you think. Dinesh D'Souza, I'm going to promote the film and play the trailer, give out the website. I'm going to make sure everybody sees this. Folks, it's called 2000 Mules, the website. 2000, the number 2000mules.com. See it. Tell your friends about it. Tell mom, tell dad, tell the dog, the cat, the neighbor, the babysitter, everyone. It'll change everything about 2020. Dinesh, thanks for doing the movie and thanks for your time. We appreciate it. Thank you very much. You got it. Folks, you got to see this movie, man. I'm telling you. Talk about being in constitutionally uncharted territory. It will change everything you think about the 2020 election. It is really that powerful. That was Dinesh D'Souza with some just eye-opening information, ear-opening information, too, about the 2020 election. I've got another great one coming for you about the 2020 election malfeasance. Catherine Engelbrecht, if you don't know who she is, you need to. 
She runs the group True the Vote. She's been focusing on election fraud for a long time. It was her research with Greg Phillips that led to the movie 2000 Mules. But first, let me get to our next sponsor. All homeowners, rising inflation and insurance rates are concerning. Did you know one of the easiest ways to save money is by reshopping your home and auto insurance? PolicyGenius customers saved an average of $1,250 per year over what they were paying for home and auto insurance. Policy Genius. It's your one-stop shop to find and buy the insurance you need. Head to PolicyGenius.com. That's PolicyGenius.com to get started today. Policy Genius will show you price estimates for policies that fit your search. If you like what they find, they'll get you switched over for free. Customers who bundled their home and auto policies with Policy Genius saved an average of $1,250 per year over what they were paying. The team at Policy Genius, they're on hand now at every step to help you make decisions with confidence. The Policy Genius team works for you, not the insurance companies. Head to policygenius.com to get your free home insurance quotes and see how much you could save. Okay, here's Catherine Engelbrecht, who was an integral piece to uncovering the evidence shown in 2000 Mules, the devastating evidence. Please listen to this really important interview. So I'm eagerly anticipating this interview. You've heard a ton about this movie, 2000 Mules. Uh, Dinesh D'Souza's movie, but you haven't heard a lot. Um, You need to hear more about the people behind the research in the movie because the movie wouldn't have been possible without them. And Dinesh has done a lot to recognize them, but you need to know uh, this specific guest right here. She's been fighting for free and fair elections for a very long time. I've I've known her a long time. She runs the group True the Vote. Catherine Engelbrecht, welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. It's good to have you. Thank you so much for having me, Dan. So you have been doing this for a very long time. We've got some history together following elections, trying to make sure they are free, they are fair, that it is easy to vote and hard to cheat. And I applaud you for that. And the information you have in this movie, 2000 Mules, is just devastating. Now, one of the attacks on the film, which I've been addressing by ridiculous people on the left who are propagandists and are trying to stop the truth from getting out, has been that the cell phones where you track these mules from these NGOs and all these other left-wing outlets um, to ballot boxes, that it's just not accurate. That's kind of weird, Catherine, because the military and law enforcement uses it. So how do you respond to those kind of attacks? Uh, Well, I mean, you said it. It's it's just, it's inaccurate. Um, The military uses it. uh, Law enforcement uses it. Um, It is accurate to within inches. Um, of course, there's, you know, there's, they're going to be able to find the left and all the detractors will be able to find any expert they want to, to say whatever they want. I mean, but as a, as a practical matter, this kind of data is used on a daily basis by law enforcement. And it is um, as accurate as, as, as has been noted as a, as a as digital DNA. I mean, it is, it is totally. I mean, totally the, Catherine, the military uses it to literally kill people. To target people for death. Like, that's how precise it is. You know, the yeah. Supreme Court, as Dinesh noted, Chief Justice Roberts has, has called right. it the equivalent of an ankle monitor, correct? That's right. That's exactly right. Car- that's exactly right. Carpenter v. U.S. Um, made it very, very clear that the power of this data um, is so exacting as to, as to be, you know, a, a, a carbon match. I mean, it is, it's, it's exact. I mean, there's, I don't know what else to say. So, that the, they're just they're, those those quotes are simply not accurate. It's kind of funny too because the same fact checkers and liberal media 
that, uh, not to get off on a Spygate thing, but, you know, some guy in a bar said there was a pee-pee tape in Russia one time for Trump. Um, they ran with it despite zero evidence, yet you have exact data, the equivalent of an ankle monitor, unless like, nah, we need more. We need more. But right. I, I don't want to get into it, because that's just a waste of your, of your valuable time. We're talking to Catherine Engelbrecht from True the Vote, heavily involved in 2000 Mules. Another thing, a Pennsylvania, I believe a Pennsylvania state senator, um, some of the fact checkers have said, well, he said he drove by a drop box, uh, you know, a couple times. So he could have been picked up and this could be false. And it was just people randomly walking by ballot boxes, not ne- not necessarily mules. How do you answer that nonsense? So we 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 held an incredibly high standard to the number of devices that we actually focused in on um, in order to have made the cut, if you will, for our standard of research, you had to, and it was different state by state, but, but broadly speaking, you had to go to a minimum of 10 drop boxes and a minimum of t- typically, I think the average is five um, nonprofit organizations within a very narrow election, uh, early election window. And so we, we set this bar very high to make sure that we were, were eliminating um, as many false positives as we possibly could. And then when we began to focus in, the, the pings and the patterns, as, we, as you rightly described, the exactitude with which you can um, use this data, uh, you can determine approaches to the Dropbox, a drive-by to a Dropbox is not going to give you uh, the same look the same pattern as as a device that that goes up to a Dropbox, stays there for a second or two or however many, and then goes back to another destination and then goes on to another Dropbox. That's a very different pattern than somebody whizzing by on the freeway. And we were so, very exacting in our in our QC efforts. So so given that this geo tracking, as as John Roberts said, is precise as an ankle monitor, the only way you would get a false positive by a drive-by at a ballot box is if you ran over the ballot box and stayed there for a couple of, correct? If you did that, you, but just, but even then, but I know where you, but I, this is how stupid the fact checkers are. That's right. But, but Catherine, just to be clear, even then they wouldn't have been included in your study because no, they would they have, have had to, a driven their car into an NGO too. Right. They'd have to run over at least 10 drop boxes, stay there for a period of time and uh, frequent nonprofit organizations. I mean, right. uh, with their cars, you know, with the car right. inside the NGO. I just want to be clear. <laughs> it's not good enough to drive by the NGO. It's an ankle monitor, folks. You have to drive it into the NGO, which we do not recommend. Nobody's recommending you do that. But folks, <laughs> if this sounds absurd, it's because it is. Now, it's not just that. It's not just that you, you had to go to an NGO first. One of these uh, ballot harvesting organizations. It's not just that you go to, you had to go to the NGO to the ballot box. Also, even if you did that once, if I'm correct in your analysis, you were still not included in the 2000 Mule study in the movie. Am I right? That's that's exactly right. Look, I mean, there's so many ways to chop this up. If you went to nonprofit organizations and then to uh, USPS mailboxes, you weren't in the study. We were, we were very narrow in looking at what are the weakest links in the current process as it was laid into place in 2020. We recognized that these privately funded drop boxes, highly unregulated, were a weak point, and that is why we chose to um, organize the study in the way that we did. It is the tip 
of the iceberg. And what is, you know, what is so confounding is thinking about January 6th, when the same type data was used to within days move to grand jury indictments, within days. And we have been working and attempting to move this information forward since the spring of 2021 with nobody really wanting to, you know, to get involved because it's, it's a part of a part of a discussion that most of our elected are too cowardly to have. And that is why our election system and our, and our elections wholly are in the shape that they're in. These are very difficult conversations, but our process is, is eroding from under us and we must get serious about correcting it. And, and it has to happen fast. So we're talking to Catherine Engelbrecht, uh, True the Vote. She's with an organization, True the Vote, and you really should check them out. Uh, they are worth your time. Catherine, by being very careful and circumspect and eliminating people who drove by drop boxes, people who voted once at drop boxes, um, and by creating really stringent criteria, you had to visit multiple NGOs, multiple drop boxes. You, by doing that, Am I reading this right, that you may actually have understated intentionally, I get what you're doing, because you were very, mm-hmm. you knew you were going to be attacked, but sure. if I'm correct, you may have actually dramatically understated the degree of fraud in the 2020 election. Oh, with, with, without, without question we did. Without question. Yeah. I, and well, now, give us the numbers, because I, I've watched the movie, you, you go through it methodically, state by state, the differences... But how do you, you know, when people say, oh, well, you know, how do we know that the people dropping these ballots off from these left wing NGOs? How do we know they I, I don't laugh when I say, but I'm really there are morons on the left. So I have to be careful who I'm talking to. They're not everybody's conservative. They'll say, oh, they could have all been votes for Donald Trump. And so how do you how do you answer that? Well, I, I mean, at, at some point we have to inject, a, you know, a dose of common sense here. Uh, left wing organizations. Uh, as a general rule, aren't pro-Trump. Um, it would stand to reason that if ballots were being collected and then moved to drop boxes, and, and we the other things that the other elements that we know to be true from from other cases, from observation, um, we know that they are running low numbers. You can see that on the videos. That it's usually between three and ten ballots. So you have to put all of these pieces together to try to get the full picture of what was happening. Um, you know, we, but at the end of the day, ballots are private. So, in no, theory, I get it. And the common you know. sense approach though, you, <laughs> right. uh, the only reason I bring it up is because it's, uh, I'm going to use your own analogy. It's kind of weird how you were opened up, uh, not you specifically, you in the listening audience, if you attended the January 6th rally um, and did nothing wrong, um, it's kind of weird how geo-tracking was used to make you out to be an insurrectionist, right? Although, Catherine, they have literally no idea what your political ideology was unless you told them. And yet, when a, when a left-winger, right, when a left-winger goes to a left-wing organization to go drop off ballots and some of those same left-wingers were at Antifa-type rallies in BLM, the left is like, nah, nah, that's just not good enough. That We're going to need more evidence there. We're going to need more. It's kind of strange, right? Absolutely. And, and I think what what we have to then push through now is the, the, the less calculus that they can keep us in this sort of, you know, tar pit of, of minutia. 
and, and arguing these points that clearly, you know, have, have basis and, and accuracy and common sense supporting them. We need to move on to solutions. We don't need to waste time arguing the, you know, the irrelevant. It is what it is. We need to move on to get to solutions. Yeah, that's my next question. We're talking to Catherine Engelbrecht from True the Vote. It'd be my last one. I appreciate your time. We're going to rerun this on my podcast as well, Jim, for the weekend interview. So mark this one down. That's a definite because everybody needs to hear what you're doing. This is not your first time doing this. You've been doing this a long, long time. But Catherine, uh, you know, after, um, you know, after this ballot box fiasco in 2020, video geo-tracking evidence, it's fairly obvious it's almost impossible to maintain election integrity with them. Is this going to happen again? Are we going to be dealing with this same thing in 2022? And what's to stop us from organizing nationwide and just it's public space and just sitting there with cameras ourselves and setting them up at ballot boxes saying, hey, did we see you here before? What's to stop us from doing that? I mean, if we're not intimidating people or violating any law, I'm not suggesting anybody do that. But can is there a law against us doing that? No. And, and look, this is this is this is the question of the hour, in my opinion. This is where we are. How deeply do we value the sanctity of our vote and the integrity of our elections? Because as we have demonstrated, it is slipping away quickly and government is not keen on correcting itself. Yes, we do have some states that have limited or 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 removed these privately funded drop boxes. And that's a great thing. But there are many other weepholes through which we lose the, the accuracy in the process and citizens must engage in every possible yeah. way, in every possible yeah. way, because the, 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 the push to the subversion uh, of process is, um, is what's happening on the other side. So, so as an action item, because, you know, you and I are oriented around the do. The do matters. The talk is cheap. I mean, you do okay. stuff. Your group, True the Vote, has always done stuff. Uh, you'd probably say, I would uh, imagine you'd agree, it's a good idea to call your legislators at the state, local, and federal level um, and to ask them all what they're doing about this ballot box problem. That would probably be a good idea, right? And, and insist on getting Absolutely. something done. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, ballot drop boxes or, or those privately funded ballot drop boxes need to be removed. If they cannot be removed for whatever reason, then they need to have surveillance cameras on them. The cameras need to work and they need to be reviewed or better yet live streamed to make it transparent. Yeah. Catherine, what's your group? What's the website for your group, by the way, so people can go check out your work, the True the Vote group? What's the website? Thank you. Yeah, check out truethevote.org. Truethevote.org. And there are many things you can do. Just hit the website and you'll see. Truethevote.org, folks. Write it down. Bookmark it. Social media, spread it around. Put it on your Facebook, Twitter, Truth, Parlor, Getter, Gab, whatever you got. Truethevote.org. It's important. They're doing invaluable work. Thank you, Catherine, for your time and for your efforts. We really appreciate this. Thank you. That was Catherine Engelbrecht with some frightening information about what happened in the 2020 election. Up next, we talk with Arizona gubernatorial candidate Carrie Lake. She's terrific. She is a go-getter. She's been focusing on Arizona, what happened in Arizona. She addresses that here, too, about the 2020 election. But first, let's get to our next sponsor. If you're looking for a firearm that's easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from Henry Repeating Arms. It's a portable rifle you can put together and take apart in a few minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case it comes in. It's so small, it can be stored anywhere, in a go bag, anywhere. It's light enough to carry everywhere. It comes in black and two different camo patterns. You can pick one up for three to $400, depending on the finish. 
You can watch a few videos at henryusa.com survival. And while you're there, be sure to order their free catalog. Henry makes more than 200 rifles, shotguns, and revolvers in the role made in America, backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website. It's henryusa.com and be sure to order a free catalog. They'll send it with free decals and a list of dealers in your area. That's henryusa.com for a free catalog and decals and to see the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. Here's Carrie Lake who has some very blunt comments about what happened in 2020 and how our elections can be, you know, easy to vote and hard to cheat going forward. All right, you know, we like to have, uh, we have a rule against squishes on the show, so we like to have candidates on who are non-squishes, who are good, who are MAGA-type candidates, America First candidates who really care about the country. And I've been looking around, and I was at the um, Mar-a-Lago premiere for 2,000 Mules, an amazing movie, can't recommend it highly enough. Uh, and I ran into Carrie Lake, and I just, I said, Carrie, gotta have you on the show. And she's here. Carrie Lake, welcome to the Dan Bongino <laughs> Show. What an honor to have you. Oh my gosh, I'm I'm so happy to be on, Dan. I've I've been looking forward to this and uh, just excited. It was great to meet you. It was great to meet you too. And I'm not exaggerating. Right? Like I, I was talking to someone, and in mid sentence, I didn't mean to be rude to the person. It was actually it was interesting. I was actually doing kind of like a business thing, talking to someone, and I'm like, "Up oh, there's Carrie Lake," and I I interrupted myself. I said, "Carrie, I've got to get you on the show. You're running for governor in Arizona." The website, folks, is CarrieLake.com. That's Carrie with a K. Uh, I want you to check out her campaign, please. Um, you're in a really important state, a state uh, that was once a reliably red state that rather tragically has kind of turned a shade of purple and some would argue almost blue. I mean, there are two Democratic senators. Uh, you're running for governor, of course, um, but it is a critical state that could determine a presidential election in the very near future. What's going on in Arizona? Did we just lose touch the Republican Party over there? No, um, I, I disagree with you. Uh, we are a red state. I mean, we had a very corrupt election. I mean, we, we both saw 2,000 mules, and we saw just one yeah. way that oh, we yeah. cheated. Arizona is a red state. It's Trump country. I don't believe for one second we're blue. Um, a lot of the people moving in from California are uh, political refugees escaping that uh, um, zombie apocalypse known as California. And um, <laughs> so they're coming here for the freedom that we have. I think uh, Trump won this election, and we are seeing uh, through our forensic audit, we're seeing through 2,000 mules how they traffic ballots, that this election was just dirty and rotten to the core. So it's easy to say, wow, we've turned purple and blue when we just had a, a nightmare election that was not honest. And that's why one of my main issues is restoring faith in our elections and making sure that we get rid of all those loopholes where they can cheat, because it was kind of death by a thousand paper cuts, how they cheated yeah. to steal this election. We're talking to Carrie Lake. A website is CarrieLake.com. Listen, she's running for governor of Arizona, but folks, I can't emphasize this enough. If you've got a few bucks, please send it her way. I mean, listen, money, sadly, I wish it weren't, but it's the blood of politics. I wish it weren't, but it is. That's just the hard reality yeah. we live in. And it's candidates and, like and Carrie. It, uh, yeah, so I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, and, and Arizona is, I think, the most important. The Arizona governor's race is the most important election in 2022 for the entire state the entire country. And here's why we only have two border states left in Republican governor's hands. And even, you know, I don't think they're doing enough to secure our border. But if we lose a border state to a socialist Democrat, like the one I'll be running against in November, Katie Hobbs, she's, she's just like Gavin Newsom. I think we lose our country. We can't afford to have this border crisis continuing. Right now we have a Republican governor. He's, he's kind of piecemealing his, uh, his attack and trying to secure the border, not doing much. Uh, 
We need a serious border plan. I have it, and I'm going to implement it on day one, starting with declaring um, an invasion on our border and then getting our National Guard, our Arizona National Guard, armed into the border to stop people from coming over, finishing Trump's wall, and we're going to blow up these drug tunnels and shoot down the, the cartel drones. I can't believe we've been allowing this to go on as long as we have. And we have the right to do this, by the way, Dan, in the Constitution. You know, it's so refreshing to hear candidates talk like this, Carrie. This is my producer, Jim, is nodding his head in approval, too, because we, you know, we we, we try to keep squishes off the show. But, you know, once in a blue moon, someone we think is, you know, MAGA, America first and really cares about the country, we'll have them on and. They're not bad people, but they disappoint. They give a lot of focus group tested talking point. I ran for office. I, I know. I get it. A consultant told you to say that. You, do, you just don't talk like that. I mean, you're clear. You're concise. You're like, no, I'm in charge. I'm running for governor. It's a freaking border state. The border's to the United States, and I'm shutting it down. Come into the country the right way or don't come in at all. And it's like, it's just so refreshing to hear people talk like that. CarrieLake.com with a K. Everyone go there today. Send a buck, 10 bucks, five bucks. This is really important. <laughs> Carrie, I got, I, go, I got limited time, so I want to get to a couple different issues, too, because Arizona is a critical state. Uh, these food shortages and the inflation, again, I know you're not running for a federal office, but you're going to have a big voice in this swing state. I mean, we've got to stop spending money we don't have. We're printing more money to chase fewer goods. This is an obvious problem. And now we're looking at a baby food crisis, too. I mean, this is like an apocalypse caused by swampy Republicans and awful big spending Democrats. Yes. And and again, you know, a stolen election has consequences. We've got this illegitimate president sitting in the White House trying to drive this country into the ground. And we need strong governors who will save their states. I can't save the whole United States, but I'm going to try my hardest to save Arizona. We're not letting Joe take it down with him. And he's got to stop printing money. And our, our lawmakers back in D.C. have to stop approving these multi-trillion dollar bills where they're just printing money and they're going to crash the U.S. dollar. And we're going to yeah. I, I fear that, you know, not too far down the line, we're going to be looking more like Venezuela than the United States of America. Stop printing money. Start drilling or we're going to see inflation that's here to stay. Yeah, the, I mean, this is uh, Carrie. What's so frustrating is this is not hard. You know, these a lot of these states exactly. have balanced budget amendments. Live within your means. You know, keep your taxes relatively flat to incentivize businesses to open up. I mean, this isn't complicated. Let me move on to just another topic quick. CRT in schools. This is unquestionably a state issue. It's also a federal issue to some extent because it's happening around the country. Maybe not the federal government as much, but you get the point. Every state has had some ongoing drama with these racists teaching our kids critical racism theory because that's what it is. It's teaching kids how to be racist. If you win the governorship of Arizona, what can you do to get this, you know, root and branch ripped out of our schools and get back to reading, writing, and arithmetic and civics, the stuff that really matters? Well, for starters, I, I think the fastest way to get our curriculum shaped up is to create competition. And by that, I mean, you know, backpack funding, you fund the student, not the institution, not the school. And the fastest way to make a change in curriculum is to say, hey, you, the parent, gets to decide where your uh, child goes to school. You let the state know the money follows. So if the school down the road is teaching this garbage and, and telling your kids that America is 
a racist country and and trying to groom them with all of this weird transgenderism and all of that stuff. You just say, look, we're taking our our son or our daughter out. We're going to send them to this school. Money follows. Pretty soon that school teaching that woke curriculum will say, you know, we better change course here or we're going to have an enrollment so low we can't even afford to keep our doors open. I think it's the fastest way to get a change in the curriculum. And it's one that the governor can take part in. Otherwise, we got to look at each individual school district dealing with their own curriculum. That's where the decision is truly made, not at the governor's um, level. But we can take funding and attach it to the student rather than the school. That's important. I I sincerely mean it. It is the civil rights issue of our time. Equality education. There is no excuse. And education, Carrie, is our the conservative. That is our cause. Liberals forfeited away you know these what? poor kids a long time ago. Democrats love the idea, too. I will tell you, if, you know, Democrat families want to have control of where their kids go. The problem is, if you look at the polling, Democrats like it. The Democrat families like it. The Republican families like it. But guess who doesn't like it? Some of those radical Democrat lawmakers who are taking money from the teachers union and a whole bunch of other special interest groups. So they vote against their own constituents. They vote against uh, freedom in education that can truly free people from the grips of poverty, from the grips of despair. Yes. And we need to make sure our kids are ready for the opportunities we have. It's pretty simple, Dad. Common sense. Do the right thing. I'm in politics not because I want to be a politician. I don't have political aspirations. I just want to make sure Arizona is on course for greatness. And I looked at the field of who was running and I thought, wow, none of them can get us past the finish line, which means we're going to end up with a socialist governor. And I'm not willing to allow that to happen in our state. I don't want to have to pack up a U-Haul in search for another free state. We're going to save Arizona and we're going to do it August 2nd in the primary and then November 8th when I win the election. And on day one, we're going to secure that border stop the drugs from coming across and poisoning our kids and take back operational control from the cartels who Joe Biden handed it over to. Folks, we're talking to Carrie Lake, our website, Carrie, K-A-R-I Lake, commonspelling.com, CarrieLake.com. Please send a few beans over there, a dollar, five bucks, <laughs> 10 bucks, whatever you got, because she is going to be the governor for a border state. I am sure of it. She, it matters. This stuff matters. And, and if you don't think it matters, see Ron DeSantis, who, by the way, Carrie, got elected on exactly what you just said. A bunch of female black mothers who wanted their kids to get a decent quality education and a life and who voted in, in, in relatively high numbers, considering our history of doing poorly in that specific demographic for Ron DeSantis. So oh, that yeah. you're, you're darn right. This is a Democrat and yeah. Republican issue, and it's our issue. Um, let me ask you one. The mama oh, I'm bears, sorry. Go ahead. The, the mama bears, uh, the mama bears, and even the papa bears have awoken even more so since uh, since he won his election. You know, they masked our children for two years, even though they didn't need it. They tortured our kids, and they're doing this ridiculous um, grooming of our children. When you get between a mama oh, bear and a baby cub, we're gonna rip you to shreds. <laughs> so, and the great thing is, our baby cubs, our 18, 19, 20, 25 year old babies. They're, they are now conservative because they've been tortured the last two and a half years. They had these great years of their life taken away by being forced to get vaccines and, and wear masks during these, um, you know, what should be free, fun years of their life. So we're going to see an uprising of 
young conservatives that the world has never, that the United States has never seen. I, I predict. Oh, I couldn't agree with you more. My, my daughter's going to college, but a lot of her friends uh, who were a year ahead of her in high school are in college, obviously now. And a lot of them came back. Many of them were Republican. Now they're like, they're the ultra MAGA, Jim. Ultra MAGA beer now. They're now like super extra. They're like, this is the worst. The colleges, they kept us in the dorm room. It was the worst. So you are so right. One last question. So I I met you at the 2000 Mules premiere. Saw the movie. I got kind of an advanced screener on it. The movie's just devastating. I mean, it really any sane person watching it comes away with the conclusion that 2020 was a total fiasco. Um, these ballot boxes are just a plague on humankind. You know, again, as the, as, as the governor, what else can we do when you, when you win this election, which I hope you do in Arizona as the new governor, carrylake.com, um, what can we do even in Arizona to even further to make sure that it's easy to vote but super hard to cheat. What can we do there? I think we go back to what used to be. Um, you know, they closed our schools down and our churches down. You ever think why they did that? Because that's where we used to vote. And that was precinct voting, small, easy to control voting where you can spot at corruption and things like that a little bit easier. You don't have to wait in long lines. You go in and vote. They closed those down due to COVID and moved into voting centers where there's uh, really easy for corruption. And they brought the the uh, boxes out, the ballot boxes, uh, drop boxes. And we saw with 2000 mules, how they had these people being paid to drop off, you know, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of ballots, illegal ballots. We got to stop all of that. And we're not going to have COVID this go around. We need to get back to what uh, our legislators have decided our election laws are going to be in each state. They broke a lot of election laws here. And when I'm governor, I'm hoping we have a red wave. I believe we'll have a red wave. I'm about to start endorsing some America first candidates. I need to have America first lawmakers working with me. And we're going to shore up this election, go through our forensic audit, fix every little loophole that they use to cheat and bring back honest elections. We don't need to have the voting machines counting, the dominion and such. I've actually filed a um, injunction in federal court here as a candidate and a citizen of Arizona. I filed an injunction with the federal courts to ban the use of those electronic counting machines. We basically take 100% of our vote in Arizona. We hand it over to one or two private companies who won't tell us how their machines work, won't give us the passwords, won't show us uh, what goes on in those black boxes, and they expect us to just trust them with our vote count. I don't think we should do that. We've seen enough, and I even heard Kamala Harris say, this is what she said, I saw with my own eyes as they hacked one of these electronic voting machines. We need security and transparency so that for every voter, Democrat, Independent, and Republican, we know when we have our vote cast, it's counted. That's right. And we can't guarantee that with those machines. That's right. So I'm Lake. right now. I can will continue to fight uh, it when I'm governor. We'll get honest elections. CarrieLake.com. CarrieLake.com. Carrie, we will most definitely have you back before the primary in the election. Thanks so much for joining us. We really appreciate your time. Thanks, Dan. Appreciate it. You got it. You got it, folks. Sorry, I got to run. We I wanted to keep her on, but I ran way late over that segment. We'll be right back. That was Carrie Lake. Her website is CarrieLake.com, K-R-I-L-A-K-E. She's running for governor in Arizona. Good America first candidate. Let me get to our next sponsor. Hey, thanks a lot for listening to the special Sunday podcast we put together for you. We really appreciate it. Ladies and gentlemen, 2000 Mules is a hugely important movie. We cannot let this happen again. Elections should be very easy to vote and extremely hard to cheat. The very future of our constitutional republic relies on it. 
We've got to push. Watch the movie. Go to 2000mules.com if you haven't seen it yet. You can hear me every weekday on the radio across the country in over 300 stations. Go to Bongino.com. Click on the station finder and you find out where I'm on where I'm on near you. Thanks for listening. See you on Monday. You just heard Dan Bongino.